it, it was basically just all the tool makers made out mm-hmm. so you know yeah. and that's kind of what low code is is like you know all the, like the development that's happening is like let's just create a tool that lets people build the tools yeah exactly and i think that is becoming a more common business model um, because it's now it used to be that like if you wanted to build really interesting tools you had to know how to code but in this case like they're allowing anybody to build tools and then you're going to see an expansion of ideas Hey guys, welcome to Product Explain, a show where we talk about products and the company's history and strategy behind them. I'm your first host, Jeff Lee. And I'm your co-host, Mike Alcazarin. Hey Jeff, how much collective time do you think you spent just in a spreadsheet over the time in your career? All right, well, so let me just sum up this column of time spent per day really quickly. Uh, and I'll go from cell A1 to ZZZZZZZ1000. <laughs> Uh, today's show, we're talking about Airtable, a cloud collaboration platform meant for creating apps. Yeah, and I'd like to start with Airtable's About Us and Mission. I think they have a really nice, really pithy summary here. In quote, Airtable was founded on the belief that software shouldn't dictate how you work, you should dictate how it works. I really like that, where it just kind of takes the power back to the users, just as like a mental model of like, you know, 20 years ago where everyone was afraid to use any kind of computer. (laughs) And like now Mm -hmm. you can actually use like a low code application like Airtable. We'll, We'll get to that later. Airtable's mission is to democratize software creation by enabling anyone to build the tools that meet their needs. Creators and creatives around the world use Airtable to do everything from cattle tracking to filmmaking. So what is Airtable? So Airtable actually gives you the ability to organize any of the data that you need to. Its UI or user interface is very similar to a spreadsheet, but you have all of the power of a rotational database. So think you merge Google Sheets with an SQL or SQL database and you can you know, change the views. The Airtable software also allows you to collaborate with others. So you can post messages on top of work streams and communicate with folks that you're you're collaborating with. So full disclosure, I have not ever used Airtable. So I got a quick rundown before the episode from Jeff and watched a couple um, videos, but it actually is really interesting software. At first glance, Airtable really looks like a product manager's product. <laughs> there just seems to be products built on top of products with features embedded into features that just lets you build things. So I'd love to dive into this and I definitely will after this episode, but some of the key features that Airtable offers includes the ability to drop attachments. So think your Word docs, your Excel docs, or any typical file type that you need. Airtable lets you change the view, which I actually thought was the most interesting feature that they offer. So imagine that you're in the standard grid view, the spreadsheet view, and it has some dates in it, you can actually just click view change to gal. Sorry, you can click view change to calendar and that will automatically put the all of your data into a calendar view. You can also do that to um, a forum type view or a gallery type view or a Kanban type view, but you're able to quickly jump in between the views on the same data set. So you're not creating a whole separate secondary data set to, to play with. It's just all the same data and will continually update because it's a built-in database. And Another feature that I thought was really interesting and one of the reasons why I would like to try this product out is collaboration with audit trails. So not only can you just, you know, work in the same document as someone, but you can also see what's changed. So if you've ever been working in a group, uh, sometimes someone will overwrite something and everything will go off the rail. So having that audit trail is, is, is key. 
So Jeff, I'll, I'll pause there and just ask you, since you're a heavy Airtable user, what's your favorite feature? Yeah, it's really hard to pinpoint like one specific thing about Airtable. I think what you captured earlier was that it's meant to be personalized to the person using it. So I like that I can just take Airtable and spin up a bunch of different tools that I, I need it for. Like I've used it for building like a lightweight catalog before. I've used it to collect feedback before. I've used it to track projects before. Um, Why have you so not used it for fantasy football? That's what I, <laughs> that's what I want to know. Because I, it's because of data ingestion. I need to be able to like get the data source from somewhere and then migrate it over to Airtable. But that data probably does exist somewhere in a CSV. So I probably could convert it and do a bunch of stuff to that data to, to show up what I need. But yeah, like I think what's really amazing is that there's so much power at your fingertips with Airtable and it doesn't take very long to get proficient where Excel to do like simple things in Excel or Google Sheets isn't that hard, but like people always joke about how hard it is to make like pivot tables, for example. Yeah. Um, but it's like really easy to do stuff like that in, in Airtable. And so, or even like relational tables are kind of difficult or it's like a, the concept's kind of difficult for people where you kind of have to know how to use SQL, know when to call um, certain tables and databases, what the syntax is, and then even what it means when you're calling stuff and how the data structure works. But you don't have to do any of that because it's so visual in Airtable that like you can teach people that don't really know how to use SQL, how to get data out um, and how to like, you know, transform the data to your needs. Totally. And, and that's a key feature is just that low code and no code. And it's it's a, definitely a growing uh, segment where people just want to, businesses want to have these solutions. So talking about Airtable's business model. So uh, like any good software, it comes in a subscription offering with a couple of tiers they follow the good, better, best <laughs> framework where they have the free tier that gets you some basic features to get started. The middle tier is plus, so it's about $10 a month per user. And that includes some of the free features on top of you. And that includes the free features in the free version. Oh my gosh. That also includes the free features as well as that also includes the free features and offers some revision and snapshot history from the past six months. So you can go back and see over the past six months what's changed. Uh, the next tier up, the best tier is Pro, and that starts at $20 per month per user. And that gives you uh, more storage and extended revision and snapshot history to one year. And there's a couple other features within the Pro and Plus as well, but those are the, the main mm -hmm. functionality. And lastly, they also offer an enterprise solution that offers the advanced security control and support that a company might want and you can customize that package and like any product that we've reviewed and i've tried to look at the enterprise pricing i can't um, because you have to contact their dedicated sales um, team which is just an interesting from a go-to-market perspective for, for software because i imagine that these you know enterprise solutions that you're creating are the most valuable so yeah i wonder how much more they can charge <laughs> i'd be really curious to look at you know the internal pricing sheet for airtable and, and see what that looks like for for all those companies but yeah that's that's airtable in a nutshell yeah, yeah excited about this yeah so like i think with the enterprise solution you get a dedicated csm so customer success manager and it allows you to do things like integrate your single sign-on with your company and anybody that's at your company can just like go in and use Airtable uh, with their single sign-on without having to like create a dedicated Airtable account, for example. I want to touch on low-code a little bit because I'm not sure if all of our listeners know what low-code is. But the premise behind low-code is building a foundational building block or tool that allows you to build tools on top of it. So think of it as like a Lego brick. It's like somebody molded the plastic Lego brick for you and you can like create better, cooler things with Legos, but it's so simple to understand what a Lego brick is. And you can create just like a simple wall by using a couple Lego bricks, for example. With low code, it's this idea that you can create some really intricate and really complex bits of software that do things for you. Like in this case, 
Maybe it's like some automation where if somebody puts time on your calendar, then it'll automatically uh, publish that to your calendar and set up a Zoom link and email back a reminder, for example. So it's like stuff like that, that you can kind of build into Airtable. So there's like rules and logic uh, and some really simple UI that allow people to do some really interesting things using a solution like Airtable. Let's talk about the history of the product. So originally Airtable was founded in 2012 by Howie Liu, Andrew Ofstad, and Emmett Nicholas. From a Nira's blog post, Liu had started a CSM or customer success management company called Etax, which was acquired by Salesforce. He spent a year there as a product manager, kind of learning how to pursue the idea behind CSM companies and ended up thinking about and founding the company Airtable. He was quoted as saying, spreadsheets are really optimized for numerical analysis and financial calculations, but 90% of spreadsheets don't have formulas. Most are used for organizing purposes. And so that's what Howie Lou said in an interview. Offsad, one of the other co-founders, was previously at Google, and he actually led the Google Maps redesign. So that's why Airtable has such a, like, a profoundly UI-forward product where it's like really simple to use and like really user-friendly. There's this really interesting story that's in that article where... They actually approached Ashton Kutcher while he was filming an episode <laughs> of Two and a Half Men, and they pitched the idea to him. And on the spot, Ashton Kutcher uh, invested. And that might sound weird if you haven't listened to any other episodes of Project Explained, but Ashton Kutcher does have a VC fund, and he has invested in a lot of really successful companies before. The initial product allowed users to easily organize their information via this grid, but then they worked to expand the idea into other views, like Kanban views and calendar views, like Mike had alluded to. So very quickly, you can take your data that just looks like it's cells in a spreadsheet and transform them into another visual model that you're more familiar with, like the idea of a calendar. Totally. And it's interesting with like the founder's background, because even just like with my limited exploration over the past, you know, couple hours diving into Airtable, you know, I've used Salesforce before, so I can kind of see, you know, some of the you know, the thinking in hierarchy mm-hmm. in or information organization is like as Salesforce uses, but it is simpler where it is like that, like married to that, you know, Google Maps UI where it's just like super simple and like easy and like, let's just get into the core features that you need to, like, let's handle everything else for, for the user. So you're just not wasting time organizing. You're just building the data that you need to. Yeah. And I think what's really interesting here is to talk about the fact that they built an API builder, which allowed them to connect to other external partners. The reason why this is actually really interesting is because there's kind of two ways that you can think about building enterprise tools. One is that you build a very specific niche tool that focuses in an area that like is underserved. And so customers or users have like no choice but to use your thing because maybe it's the best, maybe it's really great, but more importantly, there's little competition. Airtable is kind of a generalist tool, so Mm -hmm. you can use it for a lot of different things. And you want to really partner with external companies Uh, that can build on top of your software so that they can fill that niche of, hey, like if you want to build this specifically for, what did you say, like farm? Yeah, cattle. Yeah, like cattle cattle ranchers or whatever. If you want to build it specifically for them, we might be a company that, you know, takes Airtable, builds another layer on top and then makes it specific to that industry or things that they might need. So Airtable itself is a generalist tool, but depending on which third parties come in, they might tweak the Airtable experience to be more suited to specific industry. So I thought it was really smart that they built that API builder and their mindset, they're like, we're going to be the platform and we're going to allow other people to build on top of us so that we can offer very specialized custom solutions to different industries. So that in the end, we're serving like a bunch of different people instead of one particular type of industry. Yeah, it's, it's really interesting. I've alluded to this before with like the gold rush and that's how Seattle got started where 
it, it was basically just all the tool makers made out. Mm-hmm. So, you know, yeah. and that's kind of what low code is, is like, you know, all the, like the development that's happening is like, let's just create a tool that lets people build the tools. Yeah, exactly. And I think that is becoming a more common business model um, because it's now, it used to be that like, if you wanted to build really interesting tools, you had to know how to code. But mm-hmm. in this case, like they're allowing anybody to build tools and then you're going to see an expansion of ideas. So it's not just the people that know how to code that are working at those companies that get the ability to like explore different solutions, but like any person that picks up Airtable in a weekend can think of different ways that they can use it and then potentially apply that to building more robust solutions using something like Airtable. So just by offering these low-code solutions, they were able to scale to non-technical users like we mentioned. And those technical users were able to build simple quote applications basically with this idea of workflows. So you don't have to write any code. I'll give you a simple workflow. We'll take cell A and add cell B. And then that'll give you cell C. Like that's a typical formula that you've seen in Excel, Mm -hmm. but that's as simple as it needs to be in Airtable. And you can think of it again, like from a visual perspective that maybe there's another table somewhere else that calls cell C, which is not the sum. And you asked at the beginning, like how many hours I've spent in spreadsheets? Like maybe that's the (laughs) number of hours I've, I've spent in a spreadsheet. And in one of these tables, I call that as part of a dashboard. So maybe I'll build out a dashboard using this bit of information. So that's like the fundamental of how you might consider building out like one of these like low code application solutions. And I think that like people that break it down to these simple singular steps are going to have an easier time building out solutions on top of Airtable. Totally. Um, and so what I like too with this like low code solution too is like where it's it's just completely custom to your needs. Like it kind of cuts the fat from like maybe like a, a solution that you wouldn't need. You know, like for example, like if you just mm-hmm. needed to track, you know, the amount of hours spent in that spreadsheet, you might go down this huge rabbit hole of like finding like a data tracking software and all this stuff. But, you know, using something that you're building from the ground up, you can just limit that. That's literally just, you know, two columns <laughs> like in Airtable. So that's, that is really interesting where it becomes super custom and or hyper custom to each, each user. Yeah. And then like, obviously, while they had some really good growth with small teams initially, they started targeting larger enterprise accounts and started doing marketing like all over the Bay Area, which I think is a really smart idea because this was a really good chance for a company like Airtable to allow really small startups uh, build some really simple solutions really quickly and iteratively before they wanted to spend more time and resources building out like a fully fleshed custom solution. And I think that's what Airtable is really, really good for. So the fact that they marketed it in the Bay Area, which is obviously, you know, a tech leaning space that has a lot of small startup companies, I thought was a really good idea. Since they've been founded, they've raised about 620 million. Most recently, they raised 270 million in a Series E funding. That's insane um, money, especially yeah. for a software company to be raising, right. you know, hundreds of millions of dollars. It's just right. like absolutely insane. I think like some of the other hardware companies that we've like done in the past are like at like 300 million. So like this is like a very significant chunk of change. <laughs> Yeah, and they've got like um, some pretty good pedigree of um, backers. So they had D1 Capital, Co2 Management, Thrive Capital, and then Ashton Kutcher's Fund, which I think is like Kutcher Ventures or something. I don't remember, but... It's probably um, the most important VC uh, ever. <laughs> exactly. I want to know what their hit rate is. I feel like it's got to be pretty good. Um, yeah. Considering he's been on our show like a lot of times. E- exactly. And, and he didn't fund Theranos. So I think so far, so good, <laughs> right? So. No, to- totally. Well, we can talk about who Airtable is for. And Jeff started to talk about this where, you know, they're from a go-to-market perspective, they were targeting Silicon Valley and startups to really get traction for people starting to use their tools. But at the end of the day, Airtable is for an individual contributor at a company, you know, the folks that are dealing with task A and they need a solution for it. 
Airtable currently claims that they have over 250,000 companies that use Airtable. And this ranges from big names like Netflix, BuzzFeed, Medium, and Jeff and my former company, um, Autodesk and, and Shopify. So definitely like really large companies are using Airtable to, as a solution for them. They've also seen really great growth, especially with the past year and a half of remote work. It's about recording this in August of 2021. So we've all been working remotely for over 18 months now. And so Airtable has seen a ton of growth in enterprise. So their paying enterprise customers have grown by nearly 350% over the last year. So that's really good for the business, I'm sure. I'm sure that's why they've seen like the most recent 270 million Series E funding to really double down on that growth and really tap into this market. Because as Jeff and I were talking about this this low code and, and no code solutions, this is a massive market that Airtable is operating in. Currently today in 2021, it's about a 13 to $17 billion uh, market globally. And that's all the dollars spent on no code solutions. But this is expected expected to grow rapidly to 60 to 125 billion in the next six years to 2027. So um, I'm not surprised now that I see those numbers um, on why Airtable has you know raised over 620 million dollars because they're they're going after just you know a massive total addressable market here. Yeah, and I think it's funny that you mentioned that Airtable was used by Autodesk. If you go to the Airtable site, I think Autodesk is actually listed as like one of their like main partners, which I've never seen before. But kudos because <laughs> not everybody knows who Autodesk is. Uh, so it is really cool to see. Let's shift gears and talk about competitors. We've called out a few of them already. I think Excel and Google Sheets are at least from the service level the most obvious comparisons because they're spreadsheet oriented. But I do think that Airtable is like so much more than just a spreadsheet. I'd also compare them to like project management tools like Trello and Asana uh, and even Smartsheet and Monday.com. And then I'd also even then compare them to other load code solutions like Coda and Zapier. Coda is very similar to Airtable, but doesn't isn't focused on the spreadsheet UI. It's like kind of build your own pages and widgets and tools. Mm-hmm. And Zapier is more around like automation. So like it connects a bunch of your tools together to be able to do a lot of these like small tasks. Let's jump into our thoughts. I know that like, obviously there's not too much buzz or not like a ton of information about Airtable that we've talked about in this episode because they're relatively new, but I want to mention that they're growing so fast and they're pretty much a pre-IPO company at this point. And I'm happy to kind of dive in since I've used Airtable. Yeah. The idea of low code is really, really smart. Like before when people were building, I mean, think about Salesforce, right? Salesforce built a really um, awesome niche by like targeting the CRM space and customer relations and but like if you've ever used salesforce it's admittedly really hard to use it's a bear Uh, exactly (laughs) it is a bear Um, so i think just the idea of like building a platform in 2021 is like a really smart idea and focusing it towards the everyman so it's not just people that are like career platform users that only know how to use your tool like there are people out there that build their entire career today off just knowing how to work in the salesforce ecosystem like salesforce admins salesforce contractors and that's crazy i mean great for job creation, but really bad for like future proofing. So I think the idea of like building a tool that anybody can kind of plug into in the future is really smart. And it allows for just so many more people to enter in what was a low barrier of entry, low code application. And because of that, I am going to score Airtable relatively high. I'm going to give it like a 4.3. I think what it does very well is that one, it cultivates like this really strong sense that anybody can build anything. And also because I've also been on the receiving end of like getting CSM help from Airtable, they actually do a really good job of like 
working with their partners. Maybe it's because I was at Autodesk and we were one of the like the key partners there, but um, they did a really good job of making us feel seen and like helping us with all of our problems and giving us very custom solutions. But with that being said, because they need to have CSMs, I also I almost feel like mm. the solution isn't easy enough yeah. uh, that anybody can build anything. I think the problem with tools like this is sometimes that it's so general that you can't really find any best practices unless there's specifically what you've built somewhere else. And even then, like what I see a lot of people doing is they'll go to Airtable and they'll copy, they're called bases in Airtable. So they'll copy a base uh, and then they might tweak it to their liking, which I think is fine, but it doesn't really allow people to kind of learn how to build tools from the ground up and understand the decisions and trade-offs that they're making. Uh, when they're building out a custom solution for them. And maybe I shouldn't be scoring Airtable specifically against this, but just the whole industry of like low-code solutions against this. But it, it's a really ambitious goal to get anybody to be able to build any application. But in reality, it's like so difficult because it's like not focused on one particular area. So I'm gonna give it a 4.3. Yeah, and so I'm gonna give this a four out of five flat just because I, I have not yet used the product, but I'm really excited to try the product. <laughs> and that's how I know that like it's at least past like the product market fit because I think I'm definitely part of the target customer being an individual contributor that looking into you know building solutions and also just wanting to do more with my spreadsheets so I, I really appreciate uh, what they're doing and you know Jeff as you were talking about like the low code and no code solutions I mean just looking at the value there for these enterprise companies that want to purchase Airtable it makes total sense I mean imagine that you know you need like a team of like five software engineers like just like roughly speaking that's like a million dollars per year and so if you can use a no code or low code solution to build, you equip maybe like a product marketing manager or you equip like your finance team to, you know, really know how to build these low code teams, you can help avoid spending a million dollars a year on, mm -hmm. on these on that five person team just to build your into internal tool. So I think there's a ton of upside there. And I'm not surprised that low code and no code are going to grow rapidly over the next, you know, five, six, uh, seven, ten, who, kn who knows um, what the, the market uh, will be like, but we know that it's going to be large. I think it's also interesting that you mentioned that they had dedicated customer service um, managers to, to help support the account. And I can see that as a plus or I see the pros and cons of both of it where it's like, you know, <laughs> I think like an elitist would be like, oh, like if your product was truly simple to use, no one would ever need to call customer service, which is fair. But it also is nice that you have that support if you need to, if you are a paying enterprise company. So yeah, really excited to try this out, Jeff. Thanks again. I know like we just did Trello, which is a product I hadn't tried and now it's Airtable. So I'm adding these additional <laughs> suite of tools to my tool belt to, to, to use <laughs> as a product manager. So excited for that. Well, those are our thoughts on Airtable and we'd love to hear from you, our audience. So definitely reach out to us. You can find us on Instagram and Twitter at prodxpodcast. That's P-R-O-D-E-X podcast. Yeah, and if you like the show, be sure to like us and subscribe on your favorite podcast platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, etc. And let us know what products we should review next. See you next episode.